Disclaimer, this episode was recorded between the months of August and September 2020 when restrictions were lesser. As well, we will be releasing episodes twice a month for this term. Hey, SDA. Hello, DSO. Hello. Hey. Um, Welcome to our first episode of our new design student podcast, Hello, Hey. First off, let's do some introductions into who we are. Hello, well, I'll start off with me, Tomas Spasik. I'm a fourth year industrial design and VCD student at the U of A. And a part of the SDA, I am the key photographer for the group. All right, thank Angel. you. Hi, I'm Angel Poon. I'm a fourth year bachelor design student at McEwen University. I am co-president of the DSO. And my interests include branding, illustration, and animation. All right, my name is Chris Lee. I'm a fourth year at the U of A. My program is Industrial Design with Tomas. Um, my role is the director for the SDA this year. Um, my interest is industri- 3D printing, I guess. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Um, product design. And I'll pass it over to the co-president over there. Hey, I'm Quinton Wong. Yeah, as Chris said, I'm the co-president for the Design Students Organization. Uh, I'm a fourth year at McEwen University. Uh, and my interests lie more towards branding and UI, UX type things. Cool, cool, cool. Cool. Great to meet you guys. That was good. So a little more about the podcast and why we're doing this. Um, Well, as we all have been living with the pandemic happening Mm -hmm. for the past like six months now, the academic year, as everyone has, is looking a little different than we all thought. And just growing the student community together between the two organizations, the U of A and McEwen, we both had, both organizations had student or design talks. Um, U of A had on design talks happening every month. And same with uh, McEwen, we just had limelight lunches. And this was kind of like a nice compromise between the two where we could still get together and engage with you guys and talk to you guys and I guess share experiences with you guys. Exactly, right? We get to talk to the DSO. Has the SDA ever talked to the DSO before? Do we know? Yeah, last year, but now it's even more. <laughs> now it's official, it's more right? more important now because yeah. it's COVID, right? want to join two communities together, so that should be good. Good time. Looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, so this podcast, we're going to be releasing an episode every month, um, and how it's going to be working. We're going to bring in different guests monthly as well, and talking about certain subjects, um, be sure to like either let your respective schools organization know what you guys want to hear on the podcast, like email the SDA or the DSO. More than happy to hear your thoughts. And there are four of us together right now, but two of us are regular hosts, and two, the other two will be swapped out every month with a, another member from each student organization. So, Tomas and myself will be your regular hosts. <laughs> Me and Quinton are offloading each term. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Okay, so we have some people from the SDA and people from the SDO, so we figured... DSO. <laughs> what? What did I say? SDO. SDO. Too okay. many acronyms. Too many well, we'll just keep on going. We'll just cut that yeah. out. No, that's fine. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, so we have people from the SDA and from the DSO here, and we figured it'd be a good conversation piece to kind of talk about the differences between the two programs at McEwen and at McEwen. You are very specifically, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why we're Before here. we get into it too deep, though, and I will say this at the beginning of every episode, all of the voices and opinions stated in this room are directly our own and do not reflect the thoughts and 
opinions held by both of our respective universities. Big disclaimer. Big disclaimer <laughs> here. Um, yeah, this is just based on our own thoughts and experiences, and yeah, just disclaimer. <laughs> I guess we'll start, I, I'll start with the biggest thing, or I have a question that I'm going to throw to the room with everyone. Why did you choose the, the university you're currently at? Mm. This is mine. This is I can answer that, thing. I guess. Yeah. You know, so... I started at the U of A in 2012, so I didn't come straight into industrial design, and I think back then, like, McEwen wasn't a university just yet, and I know that my sister went to the U of A because she felt that just the, the name of having university in front of, like, your school would be, like, a little bit, I guess, higher respected in that terms. Also, I never thought about applying to McEwen, so that's also an issue, but, you know, you could always figure it out and see what courses and what programs you think suit you now, because I think both campuses are really good in this day and age. Mm-hmm. I just fact-checked your uh, whether or not McEwen was a university in 2012. Right it became a university in 2012, September 24th, 2012, McEwen University. September 24th, well, I was already, you was already that was already past yeah. the point, so I kind of yeah. already signed my name. At the, you sold your soul. Yeah, I sold my way. soul. It took all my money. <laughs> You're done, yeah. I was happy. Mm-hmm. At least I thought I was. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Um, but are you ha- Like, are you glad? You oh no! Like, I'm, I'm glad I went there. Yeah. A lot of my friends were there, so I guess that was also a deciding factor. Just mm-hmm. to kind of have all your friends from high school come to the same place and still feel like you're a part of a community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, it was a wild ride for me. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't when I started university in 2015. Um, I wasn't in, in design. I was in the Bachelor of Kinesiology. At which university? Oh wait, I guess I was in the transfer program for that uh, deg- that degree um, at McEwen University. Um, but I, I soon later on realized that uh, just through doing some club work um, and making some design stuff for some friends, uh, that design was more so my passion. And uh, then I just took a leap of faith and um, kind of explored a bit. I actually went to both universities um, for my second year, kind of in university and. I uh, took some classes, some computer science classes at McEwen, but I took some design classes at U of A to build my portfolio. But in the end, I, uh, I applied to McEwen University um, based off a couple of other people I ran into that took the design program at McEwen University, and they really, really enjoyed it and um, vouched for it. And because it was an emerging um, field of like UI, UX specifically at McEwen, uh, it really drew me in, and I couldn't help but resist the new pristine Allard Hall building, so, yeah. I'm jealous of that building. <laughs> um, yeah, so the reason I w- was attracted to the U of A was in high school, like, I was a big science kid, and I told my family, I want to go into architecture, because that's, like, science and arts, architecture is respecti- respected, you know, like, my friends going into engineering, I thought architecture would fit in. So at the U of A open house, and talked to some guys, I think I remember talking to Rob, and he was, <laughs> come to the U of A, do the BDES program for a bit, and then after, you could go to architecture school if you wanted to or whatever. So that was pretty much it. I was keen on coming to the U of A for, to learn to be an architect. Right now, I don't know if I'm too keen on that. I figured out I love typography, I love VCD, and then I also love product design, which is like architecture, but on a smaller scale where you could have a lot more fun and a lot of little emotional connections. But who knows? Maybe I'll go back for my master's of architecture. We'll see, but... Oh yeah, you're so young. The place to be. Should go back. Yeah, I should probably disclaimer myself though, because I said I started in 2012, and people were like, 
that's eight years. <laughs> and what happened? Okay, so right? You took one course a semester. <laughs> yeah, one course per semester. No, I was in computer science when I started. I f- took that degree for five years. And then I trans- no, I didn't transfer. I finished that degree and I went into industrial design right after. That's my disclaimer. He's an educated boy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for myself, I have a very similar yet not story to like Quentin. I also attended both U of A and McEwen. In my first year of university, I was at McEwen enrolled in the Bachelor of Arts program and I was taking sociology and psychology courses. Wasn't really feeling, wasn't for me. Um, so I was looking at other things I could do. And I kind of stumbled upon design because it was something that I didn't entirely know existed. But I'm so glad I found it. And I was taking a design course at the U of A and still completing like other electives at McEwen. And I actually applied to both universities. And the thing that is kind of like was a, I guess, like fun twist of fate for myself was I didn't actually know the difference between two, the two. I just kind of, McEwen accepted me with a scholarship and <laughs> U of A didn't. And I was like, do I want to spend another year applying to maybe get into this program? The answer was no. So <laughs> I ended up in McEwen in their shiny new building, and I honestly think it's the better fit for myself. I know as as fun and interesting as ID has seemed, and like is not it's not my cup of tea. I would love it for it to be my cup of tea, but VCD is where my heart lies. Mm-hmm. Allard Hall and the UX UI Design program for McEwen, that's pretty new, right? Yeah, um, I know. I guess, uh, speaking from myself and what I see, um, for sure, like McEwen, well, Allard Hall, we just started going there in like 2017. Before that, all the, the arts and music and fine arts, all that was in CFAC, the Center of Fine Arts and Communications, and that was like on the west end of Edmonton. It's a big orange building. Big orange building. <laughs> big orange building. Um, that's why we named our conference Orange. And our colors are orange. Fun fact. And, <laughs> and the color of creativity is orange. And the color of creativity is orange. And orange is just a solid citrus fruit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Allard's been really nice. It's been really new, which is great for like art students because we there's always that ongoing joke of just like how oh, art students get hand me downs. So it's nice that we get like yeah, yeah, I could say that right for our programmer at the most. Oh yeah, we got a couch that's like nice and old in our lounge. We yeah, got that's, new. That's it's new. antique. It's it's. And we had new computer lab chairs, which are much more ergonomic yeah. and way better. But that With took wheels. all our funding, though. That took all of our funding. Worth that was it, it. That's all we got. Maybe. But I know since since we've been in the program, Quentin and I have been in the program. It's changed from being a diploma program, three year diploma program, to being a four year bachelor program, and that's done a lot for the university in general in the sense of like enrollment and publicity and get yeah, just growing the program as a whole. Yeah, I, I can't remember the exact fact, but I think we are the the we the digital crap. There's something about prairies. Yeah, what was it? One of one of two, I think, in the prairies, or probably the only program in the prairies, out of that or the other one. Yeah, I think it's one of two. Fact check us, fact please. Check. Someone fact check us, but we're fine. <laughs> but we're what it's we fall in a niche. Yes, yeah. we do, um, and it's actually a pretty pretty important niche in, in Alberta. We we are pretty uh, digitally innovative, um, and U of A does have a lot of uh, research um, into all that. I had them written down, but then they're gone for some reason. <laughs> well, I know U of A also fills in your own niche, like the ID program, your printmaking program. Like you guys have, like are one of the only schools I know in Western Canada as well to have that. Mm-hmm. And your printmaking studios are like world class, even. 
Yeah, that's yeah, what sure. they say. It's supposed to be like one of the top in Canada. So yeah. it's pretty interesting. I know. We've never taken printmaking, but no. <laughs> we feel good things about it, right? We have yeah. our printmaking studio, which is pretty classy. And then we also have the archives too, right? You hear about people going to the basement and looking at like our extensive printmaking library with okay. fine pieces. But talk to Philip. He's a printmaking kid. So if we ever have him on, we'll grill Philip we'll about have him on. his printmaking. Yeah. Alright, I have some questions about Allard Hall. So you guys are talking about this nice new building, and I'm sure you want to talk about your program. But I want to talk about our campus spaces, because I feel like that is like a big impact on like how we feel, especially in Edmonton, when we have wonderful falls, but then we kind of have garbage winters. So, um, yeah. So you, right now, all of your classes and in your old building, they were always all in the same building, right? You never have to go outside in the this day. Is true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everything's through pedways. Um, it's, that's the something that's like, well, yeah, as, as there's, a, there's a certain glamour of going to the University of Alberta and going to like these buildings that are super old and like there's a history to them and walking on the campus grounds yeah. and the quad and everything. But when it's minus 30 out, I'm not trying to walk on the campus <laughs> quad. I don't know about you. Um, McEwen's smaller, definitely. Yeah. Much smaller. But, yeah. And everything can be traversed on these pedways, which is nice. Um, yeah, and so just the way Allard Hall is kind of divide up in, in, in levels, essentially. is uh, I think the base level is kind of just filled with uh, theaters and um, has some art studios down there, uh, as well as, yeah, just like theater theater things. Theater and fine arts. Theater and fine arts. And then on the first level. So you go to the second level, that's truly the design uh, level, where we have um, photo studios, um, we have multiple art and design like studios that have like great lighting in them, like just corner, pristine. Um, general classrooms, yeah. a design student workroom, and then third, the third up, level, third level. Um, is a bunch of music kids, um, really nice ambient music uh, here and there sometimes. It's so nice. That building is so open, and it's very echoey. It's so echoey. But when the music students are in their studios and they're playing really nice, and you're there at school late, it's nice to hear like the jazz band, because McEwen has a wonderful jazz program, just a shout out. Nice. <laughs> and then finally, the oh, not finally yet, fourth floor is the communications floor. Yeah, communications students have moved into our building since Allard Hall has been opened up. They used to be in buildings like 5 and 6 in McEwen, but now they're in Allard Hall with us. And uh, Yeah, teacher faculty is around there, and the best washrooms in Allard Hall are definitely on that floor. <laughs> as well as the technology center and where we uh, students have like a computer lab and then there's like uh, we can rent camera equipment and video like videography equipment and all that other yeah that's pretty important yeah, yeah tech related gear and tech support that's all on the fourth floor. So you, you made all of those made sense but you mentioned the communication kids and is that like VCD where it's like visual communications or oh, what no. is communication? Communication the communication program at McEwen from what I've gathered and knowing a few communication kids myself it's almost like journalism. Oh okay. Just a little bit yeah. like they're, they're more so focused on writing and like yeah verbal communication. Not visual stuff. communication. Yeah not visual communication. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. But now we have a nice fancy fifth floor that's opening soon, or is it yes, open? Yes, it is open. I How many floors does this building have? Five. five. It is Jeez. finally topped out. It's finally done. After being open um, since like 2017, it's now finally done. It, it was like a forbidden floor for a while there, <laughs> and so it was really weird stepping finally up, up, those, uh, up those stairs, but um, it's even more beautiful. I don't know where they I've got the budget been. for this. So <laughs> never mind. Actually, they have the nicest washrooms now. Um, <laughs> they have like marble, like... Uh, Marvel okay, but sings? what do they do? What do they? Okay, what yeah, right. Sorry, the, the real, the real it's just stuff. Too nice. My bad. Um, <laughs> just really appreciate good washrooms. Um, <laughs> but the fifth floor is for continuing education. 
Um, so there's a lot of just multi-purpose type um, classroom space, but it's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else occupies. I think there's some administrative stuff up there Probably. too. Probably. Um, oh, I saw a vending machine that sold like notebooks and pencils and pens. Too, oh, that's good. Building yeah. 9, the Robbins Health Learning Center, they have a machine they just recently opened that sells pizzas. So you Just pizzas. They like print yeah, pizzas, like, They basically. print pizzas what? for what? you. I'm just... switching to a Q&A. <laughs> that's Building 9, but I don't even care. Like, <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah. Um, you, uh, you also asked like whether or not all our classes are held in there. All our design-related classes are held in Allard Hall. All of like, I'm in a psychology course and it's like, like a sociology course, so this, and obviously it's all online, but if it wasn't online, I'd be traversing to the other buildings on campus to be taking those. And, and that's a caveat, I guess, of being all the way on, like, crap, I don't know what directions. So for this west side, east side, I don't know, um, of, of, of McEwen campus. West side. Yeah. Which, well, so west would be building nine. Yes, uh, further west than building so nine. So further, so it, it, from going one end, from one end of the campus to the other end, what's, like, 10 minute walk? 15, 10, 15 minute, 10, 15 minute walk. 10, 15 minute walk. But you're all inside, though. Yes, yeah, you're all true. inside. Um, so yeah, I've definitely had to go from building five to building eleven, and vice versa. In those ten minute breaks between class blocks, yeah. Chris, do you want to talk about the U of A campus experience? How different? We still have a long walk. If you go yeah, from we have a long walk. Um, well, even like when you get off the train, right? You have to walk pretty far just to get to like the building you want to be in, whether it's CSIS or even ID. We gotta walk at least what maybe five minutes. Yeah, it definitely has like the Ivy League feel. You walk past big buildings. So jealous of that. Vines yeah, going. like. That, Fast some snowbanks. Because as much as like it's great being indoors, it definitely feels like a bigger high school. But you guys get like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely more area for us to like just walk around outside. But once winter comes around, every tries to stay inside as much as yeah. possible. Or even we try to find these like random routes where we can just cut into buildings, take shortcuts, and stay inside to stay warm. Yeah. Um, there used to be the old Dent Farm building I would use to get from cab to hub, and you could just walk through this giant hallway during construction. And now that they're tearing it down, they've blocked that off entirely, and nobody can use it. It's all, all shut down, yeah. And, like, Fab is a good, brutalist building, you know, it's a nice, nice architecture. It's not as open, maybe, as Allard Hall, mm-hmm. but it's very modern feeling. And industrial design is a glorified hallway with a staircase, and that's pretty nice, right? Yeah, no, it's, 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 our, it's our cup of tea, I guess. Yeah, because I couldn't tell you what's the best bathroom you know, buildings. I can tell you what the worst water fountain is on campus. <laughs> yeah, we got that. I, as shiny work. and nice as our building is, though, your guys' building, I'm jealous of the character it has. And, like, it truly feels like an art building. Because sometimes I feel like in our classrooms, especially with that first year we were there, it felt like we were in a hospital. Everything was so sterile. It was like, and it makes sense why they want to preserve the buildings and they want to make sure everything's done right. But it's like, yeah, you guys can paint lockers a different color when you feel like it or pin photos to the wall. Yeah, posters are pretty limited for us even putting up. Like, yeah, they just started encouraging it last year, mm-hmm. so definitely like now there's a little more personality. But even that's right. just in like the design student workspaces con- confined to themselves because the main campus or the main hallways of Allard are still very much like mm-hmm. coordinated and calculated by whatever person is higher up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I can agree with that. Like we do have a lot of freedom in the ID building. Like, I remember when we were doing the renovations last year, we took down a door. And we never put it back, but <laughs> it just makes it so much easier for everybody just to get into the storage room. Yeah. You know, Rob is pretty chill, so he's just like, you know, just do whatever you want. Somebody else in two years is going to replace it, so, you know, mm-hmm. be free. I think the nice comparison about your guys' like, ID building area 
is um, kind of design student workroom at yeah. McEwen, which is nice. Where So it's just like in the far back corner of the second floor. And yeah, it's just like you'll always find people working there and there's like mounting machines and like kind of like stools and chairs to check do work on. Does it take up the same space as the ID building that we have or is it... No, it's definitely just like an ex- like a larger classroom that they just didn't make a classroom. But I think this is a good place to plug our discords, right? How you, you oh, go to these spaces yeah. and you have these good communal workrooms and you just like feed off other people's energy and their vibe. But here in your home studios, I think we miss that, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So do you guys want to go into about these amazing discords you guys started up? Not exclusive to just design students at McEwen. No, definitely. I'm a part of the SDA's design server. Um, yeah, just want to really push that, like, sense of community from, out, like, even though we're all within our homes. Like, what's that phrase? It's like, alone together, but not alone. That's, like, a big thing. <laughs> I know, like, I kind of want to slap someone whenever I hear it. I'm like, oh, it's so cheesy, but it's so true. And definitely for even just, like, peer support in critiques like the DSO has this thing called Lemonade it's a critique group and we had it on Facebook but Facebook as we know is kind of a dying platform (laughs) so moving that on to Discord and having that be a safe space for students to practice presenting because how are we going to present it's much harder when we're not together so yeah and basically because of COVID nobody's in the studio so it's hard to communicate you know people can't talk in their classes we can't go grab coffees together so why not create you know, like a virtual replacement, you know, where we can have chat rooms to talk with everybody, uh, class communications, you know, meme channels just to, like, be fun. So, you know, stuff like that, and, and announcements, you know, we're just trying to get everybody on the Discord, just communicate and be one big happy family. I guess, like, Songs kind of, I have another question for you, too. How has your, I guess, perspective of design changed as you've been taking the classes you've been taking at your university? Because I know, Tomas, you touched on how you wanted to go into architecture, and now you're looking at, because you've been exposed to more BCD stuff, you're like, wow, that's really cool. That's true. I think, honestly, after maybe four years, I think I'm not quite there yet, but I think I finally know what industrial design, or even what design is at this point. I'm not going to get into it in this podcast, because I don't really know, and it's like too big of a topic, but I think knowing the breadth, right? I think even, too, if I just took VCD classes and ID classes, sure, you'd know about learn more about VCD and learn more about typography and branding and everything. But then too, I think it's all the extra electives that even give you a bigger perspective on design, right? Like you take art history and like first year, I hated art history. By the time like <laughs> third year rolls around, you like, you sit there, go look at some like some old paintings and you kind of enjoy it and you kind of see how design fits in like the bigger spectrum of the world. But even one of my more favorite things is my marketing classes. Have you guys taken marketing classes? No. No. That's no. Not, I don't think we have them. Yeah. And those are fantastic because you learn about like the business side of like the hard business side of VCD. Like it's not about like cute artsy posters, but it's about mad profits and getting people <laughs> and manipulating them. And it's oh, fantastic, yeah, right? Yeah, that's definitely so point there. I think that really shows like the more breadth and how you can even bring design thinking into all of these other classes. So design can't live in a vacuum. And mm-hmm. I think that's what I learned from my breadth of classes at the U of A. I'm going to touch on yeah. that a little bit. Um, since becoming a bachelor program, I've noticed like... Um, well, yeah, being three-year diploma before, it was definitely more like just get the knowledge you know and then kind of go out and start working. And, like, definitely, like, McEwen had a really good, like, 
turnaround rate for graduates getting jobs in like agencies and stuff around Edmonton. That's really awesome, but I, I like how now that with the extra year they're able to like kind of like make students take more courses to have a rounder kind of education because from my understanding like you guys have to take uh, like three or four art history courses. We only have to take two in like se yeah in second year and you finish that in like the fall and the winter or I guess I, th I think it's a structured a little differently now, but yeah, we have to take significantly less and you're talking about marketing courses. That's not our requirement from when we first started now it is like a, we I took business and design last year and that was just like them touching on like yeah how like the all the different like workforces you could work in like whether like corporate or agency or freelance or and like kind of how to conduct yourself like pricing and like I was like sitting in that class being like a third year student being like man I would have loved to know this before I started doing my own stuff and making mistake mistakes I did like but it's I'm glad that McEwen's kind of at least stepping up in that plate. Yeah, yeah I haven't heard in that class you, you did some like legal stuff. Like yeah, we had like a lawyer come in and talk about the legalities of like the work we're doing and what we are protected by and what we aren't protected by and that like as a creative, like obviously we all create our own work and we don't want people like plagiarizing or anything, but that was nice to hear about and get educated on. Yeah, right. those things are super important and um, yeah, with like the breadth of like having a degree, you definitely have more opportunity to explore those other things that you have been kind of interested in and are quite applicable to design as well. Um, like psychology was something that I actually really enjoyed learning about and it kind of just gave me a better understanding of like the users and user and user experience and everything that's super important to know and there's a lot of overlap between like the gestalt principles and yeah. stuff like that. Gestalt. And stuff like that so uh, I definitely am happy about that. It also made my previous like electives or like course I took in Kines like kind of fill that roll out so I you know, so I was so it, it wasn't a complete way so my mom didn't you know <laughs> so your, mom, your mom wasn't upset but yeah so there's been that upside on that like it's an interesting program for myself just getting in there and being so hands-on like that's something I really wanted to get out of this program and I think the difference between like me and Tomas in terms of like the programs we're taking is that he's very between the two programs of ID and VCD whereas for myself I've made a path and just focus straight on industrial design. I was in computer science before, a lot of that stuff carried over and I didn't have to take additional options, but I would have loved to take like extra stuff like marketing or additional marketing courses or business law, stuff like that just to get a more more variety within my learning, just to make more breadth, I guess as you were saying. And if anything, I think it gives me some empathy. Like I took an, an accounting class oh. and if you talk to me, <laughs> you know how I feel about accounting. Shots fired. But, <laughs> I know now that like maybe I know what accountants do. So if I'm talking to an accountant, I can kind of level with them a bit more. I know that I need an accountant. I know not to do it myself. <laughs> so I think like even this it gives you true. that empathy to like other professions, not just being a designer that just makes sexy things and then just gives a joke to everyone. <laughs> right. right. I mean, everybody's going to like different industries, right? Your yeah. Accountants are becoming designers. No, right? they're not, not taking my job. Accountants. Yeah. Like just to have their opinions and their viewpoints, it helps us become better. Exactly, yeah. So, I have another question about the, your life on in the north end of downtown there. So, we can go into this. I want to know a bit more about what is like the day in the life of a DSO in McEwen kid, and how <laughs> might that vary between an SDA kid at the U of A, and then also to make this a double-barreled question. It's already double-barreled. <laughs> triple-barreled triple question. Triple-barreled question. We love those. How does that differ in COVID versus 
last year without COVID? Is there a big difference or is it just the computer that makes it different? It's a large question, Matt. Yeah, that's a big question. Yeah, we're going to take that bite by bite. You want to go first? Let's break it down here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, at the first barrel, what was that one again? First of all, what is the day in the life? We can just go with day in the life. All right, so. Starting September or like what? What I was going to say, our classes are structured a little differently than yours. Um, I know you you have like three hour classes twice a week. I believe yeah. Yeah. we have the one four-hour class once a week. Ooh. So that yeah, if, if say you're in advertising design, you have it on Tuesdays from eight to twelve or one to five, and then that's that's the class that's that class for the week, and you don't have to worry about advertising design until next Tuesday. Um, um, and unless they're electives, that's kind of how it's structured, where it's just like the one solid four-hour chunk that's either a morning block or an afternoon block. So. Mm-hmm. You can either have it like, you know, oh, I have a morning class today, 8 to 12, and then you're free for the rest of the day to just, like, hang out, do your own schoolwork on your own time. Or you do what, sadly, some of us have to do, and it's definitely, like, um, 8 to 12, 1 to 5, and then you cry a little bit when you go. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's beautiful when it works out, because then, you know, you can sometimes get me those, like, five-day weekends, essentially. Like, that, that, I think I had that last year at one point, but um, when it doesn't, then it's a long day. Like, today, that was... That was the case. Eight, eight to five was pretty much just my whole day just school. Oof, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think you got it right, though, for the U of A. Like, we do have our three-hour classes on Tuesday, Thursday. But because of COVID this year, they actually moved our product class to Friday. So it's all the way from 9 to 11, right? 9 till 5. With nine like to, well, an we got an hour break, break yeah. for lunch. But it's like a six-hour course for us there. And then we don't see it till next Friday. But we don't work. We don't. We, we work the whole day. But we're, we're not. We're not. <laughs> yeah, in, we work the whole day. We're not in the Zoom class for the whole day. We might talk yeah. for the first like hour, mm-hmm. and then it's just like a drop in of your prop, mm-hmm. right? So that's kind of how a lot of these design studios are online. I don't know if it's the same for you. Probably, it's right? Sim- I can't speak on Quentin's classes, but I know for my class, like a few of my classes, definitely like um, go. You go to class, and then you do. They do the lecture, and then they kind of let you go onto break rooms, and they mm-hmm. consult individually with each student in a different breakout room, and then you are assigned a time that you have to re-sign back into. But that's that's not that much different than when we were in class, and when the instructor yeah. goes around the room and you're just working on your stuff, right? So yeah. that's not too different. Um, yeah, as a day in the life of a DSO exec, I guess I'll just say like it's just like you know you just have more meetings you talk to more students you try to plan things like this <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah. check my email way more oh, i'm like check- every like 15 you, minutes i'm, I'm like so fresh. not my sda email Yo, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. did we answer the barrels on those questions yeah, I, think answered I think so. I think that was good. It gave us another like five minutes of content. I <laughs> that's all we are to that's, you. That's, content. that's all you are. Content. We heard a bit about what it's like your class structure. I did not know you just had four hours a week. That's kind of nice. It helps on the commuting. I know people that have like the long commute yeah. to Edmonton. They have like five day class weeks and with and it fills it up. Right. It'd be nice to have mm-hmm. some massive days. Where you just kind of show up for two days and get it done. No, it's good. been nice to like organize work schedules. I know like a lot of students work, myself included, like working like you know after my class is over. So like mm-hmm. I'll go to class, school like eight twelve and then I'll have a four hour shift from like one to five or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So. And I would say the structure kind of holds a little bit more when you're like starting out in the program, but as you get further in senior senior um, courses, they they do kind of become a little more flexible. Like, oh, yeah. one of mine, it's like a I think it's called a multi UXD capstone course. That one went from like the one four hour to like four one hour classes because 
have to meet with like three other computer science teams. It's just yeah, you just need to check in and but stuff. It just, yeah. That's just the nature of, I guess, senior courses sometimes mm-hmm. uh, deviate a little bit more. Yeah, and even to like a big class, it's like you're always working on class. Like you have your class hours, mm-hmm. but it's like you meet up with a group out of class yeah. and does that. Do you guys have any good strategies for like meeting up with your classmates or your groups out of class in group projects this year? Have you found out so far? Um, so far, well, we're only on the second week of school, and then uh, there hasn't been too much like group group work. Um, one of the pieces of advice that I was given from like another like, well, my uncle, fun fact, is actually a prof or a sessional prof at U of A. Howard Poon gonna drop that name right now. Um, so, but um, yeah, he's saying like it's good to find or make yourself a school cohort. It keeps you motivated, and that way you can still kind of see each other, even if it's like digitally or even in person, and just like mask up, social distance or whatnot, and have those people keep you motivated and keep you doing what you're doing. Um, I have my like Quentin DSO people. I feel like that's pretty much my school cohort at this point. Like we've seen each other a few times, and we're able to like talk about like schoolwork and like extracurriculars and stuff and that keeps us like going yeah I, I mean especially like once we do kind of get dismissed a bit in those uh in our courses sometimes we definitely do join the discord chat and we just kind of sit in a workroom yeah we sit in a workroom <laughs> keep each other accountable and just like really utilize that classroom time um to, to make sure we we just get things done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good, yeah. That's what we'll have to do more, jump in that Discord. I've been trying yeah. to, like, phone people up and just, like, <laughs> for, like, 10 minutes, right? It's like, this is just a phone call from walk from fab to ID. That's it. Like, just a quick chat, and then I'll leave you to go on a few days, right? But uh, I've definitely, like, messaged the other students and being like, you should join the workroom because I'm here. <laughs> Keep me company. Yeah. 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 I've noticed, like, since COVID has happened, like, I've been starting to call a lot more people rather than just, you know, texting them. Mm-hmm. So just to have, like, a, an hour chat with somebody is just super nice when you're doing work. Mm. yeah for sure yeah and then even too i guess like sometimes for some projects we've had to like go together mask up and like experience spaces on campus and that works pretty good still too i guess like if you can find a good safe communal space to work around a table i love that so much more than just like struggling to like screen share on zoom and the awkward pauses to the, meet in person, glitchy, yeah. you can just, like, talk over them, and if you, the loudest <laughs> voice wins, right? I miss that. Yeah. I have a question. Go, go for it. I've got, I've got one something. question for uh, the McEwen program over there. So there's four routes, right? See, I, that's oh, what I was going to talk about. I was going <laughs> to talk about, okay, yeah, you guys have specific routes. We Indeed. don't yeah. really. Are you sure? We, it's, hey, it's more so they don't explicitly, like, declare that you have a major or a minor. Correct. You just kind of... Pick and choose the options you're interested. Yeah. Okay. A little bit, like, there is definitely pathways. I think there's, like, three unofficial pathways right now. There's the the user interface, user experience route. There's the general, like, VCD type of route, visual communication design. And then there's a third one now, kind of, um, they're trying to offer more uh, courses for it. But it's, like, a photo, uh, video app. And animation. Yeah, you, um, yeah. you got it. Motion graphics. Oh, oh, there's, there's, also oh. <laughs> there's also illustration. There's also illustration. Oh, that's illustration. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's four then? Yeah, there's. Uh, well, yeah. I guess there's four. Like, yeah. Unofficial routes for you guys. Yeah, generally. Yeah. yeah, they're not like they definitely. I remember in like the handbooks or guides that were given at the beginning of the year when they're like, oh yeah, here are the options you can take for next year or whatnot. Um, those are the kind of like yeah the pathways you can select from, but it definitely is not what you have to choose, pick and choose, mm-hmm. go at your own rate. Um, right now, especially with the bachelor program, I've noticed they're really pushing for UX, UI. That's like our niche that that's we like really want to fill. One they that's the bigger one. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's where the money is, right? <laughs> True. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, like that's that's kind of kind of a big reason why I was able to kind of take that leap of faith into design and want to do UI UX. Mm-hmm. Um, just thought there's like a lot of job opportunities there. Oh yeah, I I can agree with that. I think UX and UI there's definitely going to be jobs, especially with like the whole like I know when I was in computer science, like that was the biggest thing for people. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna learn how to code and then find a job where I can just like program and create these like awesome programs and apps and that kind of stuff. But what computer science didn't teach me was how to create nice UX UI. Mm. They just created like, oh, I'm going to put a button on the website and then you click it and then it shoots data at you and that's it. Right? There's <laughs> nothing pretty about it. Yeah, and it's tough finding like even like the name for that. Like I understand a lot of computer science students, I think that's what they sometimes go into um, that program thinking like that's what you're going to learn. But uh, UI, UX, just, I mean, hearing those initials, like a lot of times people just give blank faces. They don't know what the heck that is, yeah. what they stand for. I mean, honestly, I thought I thought it was like special effects or something when I first heard it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a growing growing need for the industry, especially now with everything online. Yeah, yeah. people are recognizing that way. <laughs> Do you want to give us like a quick like thirty second summary? Explain like in five what UI and UX is for us that might not know. Quentin, that's you. That's you. That's all you I was looking at you. I, I've heard like the definition. Like, there's so many different definitions and so many titles for it. Like and, and like anything else in design, like there, it's a lot of like. I don't know. It's always changing and it's, it's always adapting. And there's like it's like a, it's kind of like an umbrella term at this point. Yeah. For anything like kind of digital and like. Because because design like well well the, first the, of all UX. User experience. user experience, yes. UI user interface. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's very user focused and user focused um, and how they interact in a digital space rather than a yeah. physical space. There you go. That was that was a good five second summary. There you go. Applause. Thanks. I try. Very good. Oh, we'll fact check it because I actually found it. So the oh. UX design thing is actually it's the only user experience or interaction design program offered in the prairies at the undergraduate level. Oh, and it's the it's only the second UX design program in the country. Yeah, that's our so competitive advantage. advantage. That's, that's kind that's of a, I, that's kind of alarming. I'm not alarming. That's just interesting that I'm it's like, like one of the first programs here. Then yeah, that yeah. it doesn't exist, considering how much of a need there is for it. That yeah. this is yeah, that's cool. I think like well, Edmonton's Good, turning into like a very tech city now. I think. I love what one person said. I don't remember where we were, but we, it was like a it was a talk we were listening to, and I love them saying Edmonton's an unfinished project. <laughs> yeah, and just yeah, like so it's something. But just yeah, Edmonton's on the the come up and come up and come up come up and come up and come up on the come up. It's getting there. She doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I believe that though, yeah. Yeah, for design, for food, for everything. Edmonton yeah, is, yeah. uh, it's going to be way different. We've got a new hockey arena. You know, we're already, we're already there, man. Wait, the future is now. <laughs> well, we don't have a team yet. Yeah, it's true. We don't have a team This yet. is not a sports <laughs> podcast. but Library just opened up in Edmonton. So yeah, yeah, the new one, right? Mm-hmm. Have you guys checked it out? No. Nope. Well, I was so close to, but there, there was kind of a line and I didn't want to. I'm going to check it out tomorrow, actually. Oh, okay, cool. For research purposes. Research. Yeah. Okay, I'm excited. Again, I still did hear it was kind of like a bootleg version of the Calgary one, potentially. Ooh. So I, I don't know, but it still looked nice. People were saying like it was it was pretty nice. Uh, like it, it's not what it looks like on the outside. Battle of Alberta. Um, but yeah, so I guess there's four unofficial routes for you guys, but I think the U of A has 
six actual routes, technically. Yeah, I could name five. All right, here's your test. Please name, please please name them, because honestly, I just see it as ID and VCD sometimes. Yeah, but see, it's true. true. <laughs> those aren't even a part. You just take ID or VCD classes, but those aren't really your routes, right? So if you talk to okay. Caitlin Wells, we love her. Mm. She has, she'll help you organize it, and uh, she'll get you your routes figured out. So the main one is general. So this is the general one where... You just take general design classes. Then you have the computer science, which Chris is in. And you take computer science classes, who would have guessed. You have the marketing and business route, which is the one I'm in. So you take marketing and business classes. And then you have the engineering one. Mm -hmm. We take a bunch of engineering classes. I was in that one for a bit, too. That's crazy. (laughs) Three periods there. And then there's the printmaking one. Is that one? Yeah. So then you take a bunch of our wonderful printmaking classes. And the last one, one more. I can't think of for the life. Is it just... It starts with an S. Sciences. No, oh. well, kind of. <laughs> it's two, two words. General sciences? No. That's it, what you do, right? Social, social science. Social, oh, social sciences. Social sciences. And do they take social science classes? They, they take courses in psychology, psychology and social, cultural considerations in their programs. Mm. And issues, stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. yeah so that makes sense now that I'm like, well, I've attended like three of your guys' grad shows now. Since being in design and now, now knowing the six different routes, I can see that in, like, from what I've seen, like, how they're reflected. Like, there definitely are, yeah, like, some students have been way more, like, engineer-based in with their portfolio pieces yeah. versus other people are very social science-based in what they're showing and showcasing, and it's been cool. That's, that's great. I've actually heard they've been trying to cut down on some of the routes the past couple of years. Like, the computer science route was supposed to be gone last year, I think. It's still there because I'm in it. I think. <laughs> so that's good. You might just be grandfathered. I, I, we'll see what right? happens. Yeah. I probably got grandfathered yeah. in. There's only, I think, two people in like our year that's actually in that computer science route. Yeah. And I think they closed it right after us. So, yeah. Mm. Kind of sucks that they're shutting down some routes. So, but, but you would still be able low. to take, you'd just be general route, but you'd still take computer science classes. You can. It's a bit harder to get into comp sci, I guess, pro, like, courses if you're not in mm-hmm. that route because then the computer science kids actually have the priority right yeah so it's hard for you to get in that's true I and guess. that's the same for engineering too right? speaking yeah. about getting yeah. into or the programs oh i was saying or you come to McEwen because you got the ui ux program you learn a lot of coding <laughs> sure. angel and i struggled through that but it was, oh yeah we did it was, it was an experience <laughs> coding is not fun but but now we have that good. tool in our belt yeah just yeah. like background you know kind of mine's a rusty sign. tool yeah. but it's a tool <laughs> nonetheless <laughs> yeah I was going to say, getting into the programs, I guess maybe we should talk about a little bit about that. For if there's any people, students, individuals listening that are maybe thinking about going into design, um, you're going to need a portfolio. Yeah. Honey, you're going to need a portfolio. That's for both, of course. That's for both of us. Um, I think they're pretty similar, to be honest. Yeah, the research are actually pretty similar. Yeah, it's like 12 to 16 pieces, and you just need it from various different, like, sections of work so yeah, like photo sh- photography yeah. art just show your versatility show breath, yeah what your interests are mm-hmm. anything yeah. like that mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's definitely never too late to apply and, and make a portfolio because uh junior high high school angel and i, I didn't have i yeah. we, we didn't we take any art <laughs> courses we were not we were, art we were kids. all science i mean i took all three sciences for sure like yeah i was gonna go engineer or whatever else <laughs> yeah yeah, I did not do that. I was in, like, full IB up until, like, the 12th grade, and I just took the yeah, bio. I love that, but it was not, not <laughs> what I wanted to do from university or whatnot. And yeah, it's yeah, crazy. scrambling together a portfolio, asking all the people who took high school art and being like, what is a portfolio? Googling that and yeah. late at night and being like, it's work. And I'm like, but what work? Yeah, what do you put? Yeah. And that's why I went to U of A. I took a couple classes. Um, 
build a portfolio there and just kind of made sure that I wanted to do it too though. So mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend like um, either doing that McEwen or U of A to mm-hmm. kind of build a portfolio if you don't have one. And yeah, it's never too late because uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a lot happier being in design now. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, you, me too. <laughs> yeah, you just you just meet a lot more uh, like-minded individuals. Like same, same, but different. Else. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't feel like work sometimes, which is the good part. Uh-huh. Oh, you're excited to work. Exactly. Yeah. I was yeah. always excited to come home and work on homework. When you get like a new project, sometimes like you just like you want to get going right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it's, that feeling. That's exciting, yeah. So you want to talk about portfolios, huh? Yeah. Do you have portfolio tips? For oh, your, what was what did your portfolio look like? That's trash. a good question. <laughs> oh, trash. <laughs> Self confidence. Um, okay. High. It like, looked so. it didn't it. I can, I've definitely, like, taken, like, looks at it now, and I've seen how much I've grown. Um, definitely, like, it was just, honestly, like, I didn't know what design was when I applied with that portfolio. I think it was just, like, a lot of, like, oh, I know people draw, so I will draw this building and throw it in my portfolio. Oh, they want to see photography? Let me take this camera and, like, print out these photos and put it in my portfolio. Yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, like, as Chris kind of touched on, just show what you can do and show different mediums and mm-hmm. whatnot show that yeah the one, yeah the oh. one thing that i did for my portfolio that i think might have made it stand out was a bit more like our portfolios now it was still like an art portfolio mm-hmm. but on i mounted everything on map boards I and then too. on the yeah. back i made sure my art teacher she was like do a little write-up explain the project like a little reflection that's right? smart because so I, I didn't do that i think that <laughs> looks <laughs> so a lot yeah. more like modern portfolios now like my mm-hmm. 2020 portfolio we're supposed to do that all of these things and then write maybe yeah. maybe i did i honestly it was so long ago i can't and, remember and i think that might be more important for u of a than Sebastian, just because you guys really do focus on like that theory kind of based knowledge and just really the thinking behind it yeah you guys focus so much more on design thinking not that we don't either yeah, it's just like you guys they really they really punch it in you guys oh yeah <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a little bit more academic in a way-ish uh-huh, yeah, for sure yeah to follow the U of A kind of reputation, I guess. Yeah. And, and then I think my whole portfolio was from, uh, it was like Des 139 or something. <laughs> yeah, 135, yeah, the old one. Yeah. And Hub Undy. Yeah. yeah. Times. <laughs> that's a, that's, that's, a, that's where my whole portfolio came from. And I was like, you know what? Like, I like design. Yeah, Let's see where it goes. That's the majority of mine. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's a magical space down there. Yeah. yeah. Learned a lot. <laughs> but like, yeah. I think like the nitty gritty for like both campuses and how to get in for a portfolio i think both are very competitive that's the big part yeah, yeah. especially so now you got to be competitive and yeah i was gonna ask how big your guys's program is now do you have an idea or? well i think for our year it's what 30 yeah we have like 30 people in our year yeah because we probably have 26 in the on the id side in a 500 class yeah and then we have 14 but there's some, like three kids overlapping in vcd so you do the math. Yeah, probably around 45, 40, 45. In our year, so times that by four. Yeah. Is lucky. it approximately the same size per year? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's probably averages out. Yeah. Probably there's more in the first year because... Yeah, there's always going to be more in the first year. Yeah, and it filters say, down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess for our total numbers, probably going to be around, maybe, a, what... 200 probably? 200, yeah. Yeah, that's what I would guess, but we have no research to back this I would hope you're 200, but... I honestly, for us, I couldn't tell you what our numbers I, are at. Because, I, like, our year is, like, uh, yeah, about, like, 30 students, full-time students in our, like, so fourth year going on now. But, mm-hmm. but I feel like a couple of them have since graduated after last year, because that's an old number that I'm going off of. I can tell you how many but, students are at McEwen from 2018. <laughs> 72,000. 72, no. Oh. It's a uh, 
something for 3D printing, right? Yeah. Did ID have a 3D printer? No. No, where did we have to go? CSIS. Center for... Uh, go, Angel. Go. Center... Uh, CSIS. Centennial. Centennial Center of Interdisciplinary Sciences. Yeah, so we go to the engineering kids and steal their 3D printers, yeah. right? Yeah. It'd also be nice to get a, a CNC machine back in our uh, studio. Yeah. We had this giant one that only one person could fix, and he's in Calgary. No. And now it's broken, and the guy's gone. Don't know where he is. But uh, we had to use a smaller CNC, which is like literally 1% the size of what we had. <laughs> yeah. And it was so slow. And, you know, things, it, it got done, but not, not, fun. Not, not fun. So that's one thing I would add. What I love is probably the balance in, in, in theory and practical knowledge, I guess, we obtain. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think we get a good balance of that throughout our classes. And um, there's a lot of strong, like, refined work, but... There's definitely like design thinking behind it, and um, yeah, I, there there's there's still and there is a lot of um, different electives, but it's just unfortunate that we are still kind of experiencing growing pains in a sense where uh, some of those courses, those electives that are a little bit newer, um, they're not getting fully filled. So it's, that's like my my pain point is is that some of them have been getting some of them have gone canceled. Um, so that's kind of unfortunate, but uh, overall like. Definitely, definitely love the people too. Of course, I can't, can't forget all that and the community. Yeah, it's, the homies. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been unreal. Like meeting meeting people that I feel like uh, understand me better than anyone I've ever um, kind of like went to school with. Just because I think I grew up primarily around like I guess like STEM kids and stuff like that. Like everyone went to like do real professional careers. <laughs> yeah. Their parents like engineers, doctors, you name it. Um, so, but but this is this is what feels like home for me so really happy cool i agree with that yeah uh, i guess it's me i'll, cl- I'll finish her up um one, one of my favorite things about McEwen, um i gotta say the support staff that we get like everyone all the staff i've met at McEwen has been lovely they all are there to look after you and your education and your learning some of them are a little more abrasive than others <laughs> and it definitely comes like a student to student basis yeah, everyone's gonna have their own opinions of people but I, everyone that i've interacted with and they've all been super kind and helpful in my kind of career development um, and of course like as quentin said the students i am a little envious of you guys as, as, as much as like our building's new and shiny and we talked about this earlier and i'm not gonna get into it too much it's like it's like it is a little harder to get that sense of community when we're also spread out True. Like, I, mm-hmm. you have to make it a point to meet the other students in our program to really get to know them because we have such a big, exp- expansive kind of, like, floor or classes and stuff, and we only see those, we'll have those classes for, like, the four hours a week or whatever. Yeah. So that's a little bit I'm a little saddened by, but I th- that's not my, my most improved thing. I think the most improved thing uh, for McEwen was definitely be, like, um, it'd be nice if we had... I'm gonna counter Quentin's like balance of research and stuff like that. I would I would kind of like more of like kind of like the I guess the reality is like the business marketing side of like design, especially because we were so fast tracked being a diploma and we just went into the workforce. But it's like a lot of like things of like what I didn't learn in design school, like how to market myself, promote myself, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I would like classes like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. you can always do research on yourself. It's yeah, true. It's I mean, but it'd be it'd be nice if they had like classes yeah. for it, and I know they're working on it. Definitely growing pains and all that. Yeah, and for those kind of things, sometimes you do have to do these like extracurricular things, such oh, as yeah. uh, you know the organizations we're all uh, trying to trying to cultivate and everything, and mm-hmm. even your props. Like that's why it's so important to talk to your props after class or whatnot because 
um, they can give you that extra insight into and opportunities. They were once in our shoes, right? So yeah, yeah. So really use use all those resources you can. Cool. That was a good talk today. Do we want to wrap it up? Yeah. This has been Hello Hey with Angel, Tomas, Chris, Quentin. Woo! All right. See you guys next time.